Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show, the W2 Prison Break Show, the podcast to help you fire your boss and become the CEO of your own business in under 12 months. I'm your host, Brian O'Neill, and this is day three of the W2 Prison Break Roadmap, the five-day podcast series that is going to help you transition from nine-to-five employee to business owner and achieve financial freedom. Today, we're going to be diving into the topic of finances, how to prepare for the transition, right, in your personal life and for your business. We're going to break this down into five segments. I'm going to give you those segments now. And then by the end of the episode, everything's going to be answered for you. Everything's going to be laid out for you. And I'm going to give you some of the strategies that I used. I'm also going to be creating a resources section because in this five-day series, I'm mentioning a lot of different resources. So once all of the content is ready, again, I'm giving all of this away for free. So make sure you sign up at w2prisonbreak.com forward slash roadmap. There will be a link in the show notes where you can get all the content, the audio, the video, the transcripts, and then we are going to be putting together an ebook as well. That will all have a resources page so that you have one spot where you can just say, okay, Brian was talking about this tool or this resource. I can just go right to it. So here are the five segments, and then we're going to get right into the episode. First, we're going to talk about understanding your current financial position. Then we're going to go into some tips and strategies on building your financial war chest, if you will, how to start being fiscally responsible. Then we're going to talk about some smart investing strategies. Then we're going to get into your business. How do we budget for your business operations? Because you will need a little bit of money to start and scale your side hustle. And then finally, we're going to talk about tax implications because there is a difference between being a W-2 employee and a business owner, a self-employed person. Disclaimer, I don't give tax advice, but I just want to give you some resources that you can get educated on this topic. Those are the five segments. Let's dive in to segment number one. It's really important that you take the time to understand what your current financial position is. I cannot tell you how many people that I talk to that I've worked with that simply have no idea what's coming in in terms of income and what's going out in terms of spending. They have no clue. They're guessing. This is not a good situation, guys. You need to understand what it is that's coming in and going out. With technology, it's so easy to do this. You can download your expenses. If you put everything on credit cards, you could download that stuff and put it into a, a spreadsheet so you know exactly what you're spending. Not like you have to do this archaically. It's very easy to do this. I think that a lot of people that don't do this are just simply afraid to see what it looks like on paper. You have to get a handle on your finances or at least understand what you're doing. Some people don't know if they're in the red or the black every month. They just, oh, well, I make this amount of much. I think I spend this amount. No, no, no. You need to know exactly what's happening. So the easiest and simplest way I can give you to get a handle on your finances, you can use resources. You know, you can use like the Mint app to kind of help you budget everything, but just take an Excel spreadsheet and what's coming in, what's your net? What's the income coming into the house? Like after taxes and after your insurance and after your 401k, if you decide to invest in that, what is the net to you? And let's look at that monthly. And then what are the expenses? Your mortgage, what do you pay for credit cards? What's your food bill? What are, your, what are all of your expenses that are outgoing every single month? And take a look at that. That's also gonna help you look at hey, what are some things that I'm spending that I don't need? Because that's part of this process is to evaluate what it is that you're spending. 
what can we cut? Because you usually can cut something. So let's get everything out there, evaluate it. If you have debt, let's look at trying to tackle the high debt stuff first, right? That usually makes sense. You're paying your high interest credit card debt is something that you want to knock out first. You can put a plan together for that. There's a lot of different methods and resources and tools that you can use. I'm not going to get into that in this episode, but this is something you have to get a handle on. Otherwise, we are going to be stuck in our current situation permanently, okay? You want to get out of your situation, you got to take all of the tips that I'm giving you in this five-day series. All right, if you don't have one already, you want to have what's referred to as a runway, okay, an emergency fund. Everyone is going to be different. But what you want to do is have a runway for your expenses. Like you should do this regardless of whether or not you're starting a business. If you got laid off today, how much money do you have in the bank to cover your expenses? Is it six months? If it's 12 months? I've talked to some people that have two years. So you have to assess your own risk tolerance, what you want. I'm looking at a minimum of six months for me personally. I had a year of expenses covered uh, when I left my job in case, you know, something bad happened. Fortunately, I did not have to tap into that, but that was my comfort zone. I was like, okay, I don't have to take a single dime out of the business for an entire year. Now, fortunately, it worked out that we didn't have to take any money out, but again, you need to be ready for that. And that's going to be different for every single person. So again, if you're getting a handle on your finances, on your budgeting, and you start putting plans in place to reduce your expenses, let me give you an example. And I, I, I never forget this. Peter Taunton was on the podcast. I put him on twice, okay? I put his episode, I re-aired it twice because it was so good. And he talked about being fiscally responsible. If you're making $10,000 a month, you should be socking away 25% of that. You should be living off $7,500 per month. It's not that difficult to do. We just choose to live at the $10,000 per month level. Make some choices, make some sacrifices. They might have to be difficult. Maybe you have to live somewhere else for a little while. Maybe you don't go out to eat as much, or maybe you cut one of your seven or eight streaming devices. I mean, there's so many different ways that you can reduce your expenses, but you never know what to reduce if you simply don't get a handle on what you're spending. And now we're talking about building up your entrepreneurial war chest, if you will. I just, I, I kind of came up with that. I like that idea because you are in a bit going to war here when you're becoming an entrepreneur, right? Like, this is a battle. This is not easy. So you need to be prepared, right? You got to have stuff in your, in your war chest. And we're going to talk about that right now. So first thing you need to do is understand whatever side hustle you pick. Again, we go back to episode number two, whatever business that you're getting into, you need to understand what the costs are going to be, right? And budget out for that. How much am I going to spend on marketing? If I'm going to hire somebody like a VA, how much is that going to cost me? And go out six months, a year, so that you have an understanding of the funds that you will need to manage this, right? And I'm going to get into how you can get those funds here in a minute, but we have to have a full understanding for the business of what it's going to require in order to run that business, because you do not want to be in a position for a long period of time, maybe in the very, very beginning only, where you're going at this all by yourself. You're just going to get burned out. So we need to start planning on how we're spending, investing in the business. Super critical. So apart from your emergency fund that you have for your personal expenses, you're going to want to do the same thing for your business. Okay. How much can we sock away here for business, for emergency funds? Now, I'm going to recommend to you that once you open up your business, 
you get your LLC, you get your EIN, you get your business bank account, that you start looking at opening up lines of credit in the name of the business. And I'm going to give you a resource of who you can use. I've used them in order to help you with business funding. Because I'm telling you, this is gonna this is gonna make you feel better. If you have access to capital, to cash, then you don't have to worry about tapping into your own funds. Where am I gonna get this money from? Not tapping into your home equity line, you wanna establish business credit. You're gonna use a company called Prime Corporate Services and they will offer you a 45 minute call I'll leave a link in the show notes. You can book the call with them. It's totally free. They can help you with entity formation. I use them. They set up all my entities. They can talk to you about how to structure it, how to set up for taxes, because this is going to be crucial and very important. You don't want to set it up the right way from a tax standpoint and have tax planning. And then they're going to talk to you about how you can get business funding for your business, right? Separate from your social security number business credit, really important. If you have access to fifty, dollars $100,000 worth of funds available to you, you can use that instead of having to sweat out, hey, I've got to put my own money into this business. Most people don't think about that. They just say, hey, I need money to start a business. Well, you don't. You can use other people's money. And business funding is other people's money. One of the things that you're going to want to think about here as we move from W-2 to entrepreneurship, this comes up with everyone, is health insurance. People freak out about health insurance. I think they're going to pay thousands of dollars per month for health insurance. I'm telling you that that's not the case for everyone. There are a lot of options out there. You can go to healthcare.gov. There's a lot of different options out there. You just got to research. You've never done this before. You just hear, you just hear stuff. You hear stuff from people and you, believe, you take it as the Bible, okay? And that's not the case. I pay less in health insurance than I did when I was W-2 employed, and it's the same coverage. You're talking to a business owner here. Don't speak to other people who think they know that have never done it before. This is the mistake that a lot of you are making. You are looking for the answers in the wrong spots. Go ask business owners, actual real business owners that have started businesses, what they do for health insurance. Talk to them. Do not talk to your parents. Do not talk to your W-2 friends that have never started a business. Do not ask them about any of this stuff in terms of advice. You're only talking to people who have actually done it before. Otherwise, they're just going to fill your brain with the stuff that you want to hear to feed your fears, okay? Which is, this is risky. Don't do that. You're going to lose. You're going to pay too much money for health insurance. You're not going to have a retirement plan. It's just nonsense. You got to shut that off, okay? Talk to the right people. Many of you know that I go off on little tangent rants. I just did that. Thanks for bearing with me here. Okay, the next segment here is what are the investment strategies that I should be taking on? A lot of the clients that I coach one-on-one, -on -one, a lot of the people that email me, a lot of the people that come to my live sessions, they ask me, hey, what should I invest in? I've got this money. What should I invest in? Do I need to look at stocks? Like everyone's thinking about multiple streams of income and trying to make money without trading their time for dollars, which I get, and there's a lot out there. But again, every time you look at another income source, that takes time away from you. You need to focus on your business. You need to focus on your expenses, getting a handle on what your budget is. I want you to make more money, I do, but I want you to understand first, like, hey, what can I cut? What can I reduce that makes sense? 
Let's get all of it out in front of us. And then we can start looking at what are some investing strategies. But what we're really doing is we're investing our time and our business. Okay. Now, here's some of the things that I would invest in that I invested in when I was making the transition from W-2 to business owner. The number one investment is the one in yourself. So I hired a coach. I joined a mastermind. I started a real estate business and I hired someone that was doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I followed their system step by step. And guess what? It actually worked. That is the recommendation that I would give. I'm not saying you got to hire a coach, but look at investing in yourself, whether it's education, courses, time with a mentor, something that will improve you. Like if you're going to look at your dollars, I, I got $10,000. How am I going to invest this? There is no greater return that you can possibly invest that $10,000 in than the one that you make in yourself. Your ability to create money, your ability to build businesses and learn new skills, that is going to whoop everything else, real estate, stocks, any other thing that you can think of. Because your ability to build a business has an infinite return, okay? So look at that first. And then if you want to do stuff that's passive, again, there's really no such thing as passive income, but there's levels of it. So some of the things that I did is I invested in apartment syndications. I, I invested in a deal and they give me a return. And I spent a limited amount of time evaluating that deal, a couple of hours, right? versus me evaluating stocks and trying to pick which one or trying to pick a different side hustle and I have to spend 10, 12 hours a week. That's not a good use of my time when I'm simply trying to build a business. So I looked at other ways to put my money to work. When I left my W-2, I'm not giving financial advice. I'm simply sharing what I did. I took my old 401k from my job and I rolled it over into a self-directed IRA. I can invest that money on my terms, right? I could buy stocks if I wanted to. I can loan it to people. I can invest in real estate, which I did. So as long as you follow the rules, you can take that money and invest it. I, there's also a loan component, stuff that you can control. You can also choose to take it out if you want to. Again, I'm not recommending that you do that. I'm just saying a lot of people freak out. They don't know what to do with all this money that they have in their retirement account. Have a plan for that because you're going to be faced with the option. Hey, do I just keep it in there and let it do its thing? Or do I take control of it and put it into a self-directed type of situation? This is something you're going to want to consult with your tax professional and your financial planner if you have one. I'm just telling you what I did. So keep your investments somewhat limited. Don't think you got to put all this money out in all these different places. What we're really focusing on is investing in you, investing in your education, maybe have a little bit of money that's going to work for you, but you're not trading your time for dollars. Okay. And you got to be strategic about that because we're going to spend the most of our time, most of our investment dollars with our financial planning stage and to make sure that we're being fiscally responsible so that we can feel better about the money block, because that's the block that most of you have. Like, I'm, I'm freaked out. I don't have enough money, and I'm afraid to lose what money I have. This is going to help you if you go through this exercise. So follow the steps. Do everything that I'm suggesting that you do. I went through all of this. This helped me get everything out there and be like, hey, this is what we have. This is how much we're going to need. This is what happens if we run out of money. Here's how long it's going to take before we have to dip into stuff. I mean, it makes you feel so much better. 
and make a decision when it comes time to actually leave your job. It's like, hey, I've got a plan for this. If you don't have a plan, then you're just going into this blindly. And that is not the right way to do it. You're setting yourself up for failure. So this day, day three is really important. Some people hate this stuff. They don't like going through their finances, right? It's grueling, but it's required and you have to do it. If you don't, then when you don't succeed, don't say I didn't tell you so. All right. So now we're going to talk about your business. Let's talk about investing in your business. What are some of the startup costs? What are some of the things that you need to be aware of and how do we tackle all this stuff, right? Because you, you have a business. It depends on what your business is, right? You could have a fully online business. Maybe you're going into a brick and mortar type of a situation. So everything's going to be different. You have to understand what all the costs are. If you have an actual brick and mortar place, you know, you're going to have higher expenses because you're going to have equipment. You're going to have a lease. You're going to have employees likely. If you have an online business, you know, if you're doing digital marketing or if you're doing online courses or if you're doing coaching of some kind, if you're doing an agency, you can do those online. Then you don't have some of those higher costs, right? Like inventory and, and all that stuff. But so let's just assume for this, for these examples that our business is more home-based and more online. The first thing you're always going to need to do, it's like, hey, what's step number one? What's step number one to open up a business? Well, that's to come up with an entity, a name and an entity. Go to the link in the show notes for Prime Corporate Services, and they can help you set up your entities the right way because you're going to want to have anonymity and asset protection combined. There's a, there's a right way to do that, and there's a wrong way to do that. The wrong way to do that is to go on the internet and just open up an LLC. I don't recommend that. I've had some terrible experiences with that. Somebody showed up at my house, okay? So don't do what I did and do it the right way so that that doesn't happen to you. Because let me tell you, that wasn't a very pleasant experience with my wife, okay? And you don't want that to happen. So entities can cost you anywhere from four to $500, peanuts when you're considering what is at stake with your business. So invest and do it the correct way. You're gonna to have to have a way to acquire leads. If you don't have leads, you do not have a business. Whatever your thing is, whatever you're selling, whatever service or product that you have that you've already created, I'm assuming that you've already created that, you have to find a way to get leads. Now, are you doing that by running ads? How much is that going to cost you? How much are you allocating to, to ads? If you're doing it by content, organic content, then the cost is going to be much less. So figure out what your lead gen system, and it is a system, is going to cost you. You're going to want a website. You're going to want to have a CRM so that you can get everybody in the same spot. How are you going to send out emails? You're going to need all of this stuff, and this is going to cost money. So you have to budget for that. So figure out what it is that you need. If you need help with this, you have a specific business idea. Again, book the 15-minute call with me. They're free, guys. And say, hey, this is the business idea. What should I be thinking about in terms of my lead generation system, right? What are my initial startup costs? You can keep them very, very low in the beginning, but you have to understand what they are and then make sure that you're budgeting for them. And again, look out six months, a year from now, because you're not trying this thing out. You're fully committing. We're going into this. We're not just saying, hey, I'm going to try this side hustle, see if it works. Please do not say that because that just means that you're not fully committed. If you've ever said that to yourself or you've ever heard anybody say that to you, hey, I'm going to try this out. Does that sound like someone who's committed? Does that sound like somebody who's all in? No, you're going all in on this. 
And you're going to follow these steps and you're going to listen to all five days and you're going to do what's required and you're going to give it your all, right? Be your best regardless of circumstance. We're not trying this out. This is what I would recommend to everybody. And most people, most brand new business owners make this mistake. And guess what? I made it as well. You need to have somebody working for you from the jump. You have to do it. Whether it's five hours a week or 10 hours a week or 20, you need to have somebody helping you with this business, handle the administrative tasks. They can run your lead generation system for you. They can handle your email. There are so many tasks that they can do that you don't need to be doing. And this is part of your budget. Again, if you have a clear budget and a plan, and then you go out, like I said, and get business funding, get these credit lines set up. Guys, some of you have good credit and you, you have a business, you can get six figures in business funding. In particular, you can get 0% interest credit cards for 12 to 18 months. That's what I did. Other people's money. You do not have to use your own to do this. And I'm not saying you got to use it either, but it makes you feel much better. It's like, okay, hey, I've got this employee. I'm paying them X number of dollars per hour and I'm just going to budget for the whole year. And oh, I've got this credit card that's $20,000. I'm just going to put their expense on that card. And now you don't have to worry about it. And now you're free to do the revenue generating activities every day and not getting sucked into doing everything in the business. If you're going to do that, just stay in your job. Seriously, just stay in your nine to five job. If you're going to go into a business venture and actually build a business that's scalable, that will give you the time and freedom back that you just so desperately want, you have to invest in human capital. That's part of your budget. You can't do this alone. In the very beginning, sure, that's fine for a little bit. But I would start from day one looking to hire somebody. And again, if you need help with that, 15-minute call, 15-minute call, it's free. Lastly here, we're going to talk about taxes, and then we're going to wrap up the episode. So you need to get ready for this. You need to have a good accountant or a good, a good CPA that understands business. Again, I've, I've got a one-stop shop for you guys with Prime Corporate Services. Book the 45-minute call with them, and they can walk you through all of this stuff. You're going to be in a different tax situation when you go from W-2 employee, which is one of the highest tax brackets, to business owner. Now, if you're just self-employed, you have an LLC, you're going to pay way more taxes. So get the stuff set up correctly so that you are not getting whacked on your taxes. So you need to get educated, you need to get prepared, and you need to talk to somebody who is certified and knows what they're doing. Do not go to H&R Block and do this. No offense to them, but we want to go with somebody who understands business and understands your situation. Because you're going to be doing both for a little while, so you're going to have some different tax implications. And then when you make the full leap to full-time business owner, you're going to have a different tax situation, right? We're going to have to prepare for that. Could you get to the point where you're paying a very, very minimal tax? Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole point is to pay less in taxes because you're going to have better deductions. You're going to have to be able to expense all these things that I've been talking about. You have a limited deductions and credits and expenses when you're a nine to five employee. You have so many more when you have your own business. So get a handle on that and understand that in a lot of cases, you will understand that, hey, I don't need to make as much money because instead of paying 40% in taxes, I'm only paying 10 or zero. This is huge. I want you to think about this for a second, because this was presented to me the other day, and I never thought about this. 
Some of you who live in certain states where the taxes are really high, you're in a high federal tax bracket because you make a lot of money and you live in a state that has high income tax. You're working for free for half of the year because half of your money goes to taxes. Think about that for a second. You're working for free for half of the year because you're paying 50% or 45% or whatever it is, depending on where you live in taxes. Does that sound pleasant to you? Would you rather only be working for free for 10% of the year or 0% of the year? This is why people start businesses. And if you do it the right way, you can get to that point, okay? And still contribute to society. All right, so the number one action item I can give you out of this episode is to book the 45-minute call with Prime Corporate Services. The link is in the show notes. Now, do some of the, the work first, the preparation work, right? Your expenses, what the business idea is. But if you already know that and you really haven't thought about some of the stuff in this episode, some of the items in this episode, then you definitely want to work with them. You want to take advantage of that call because they're going to give it to you for free. Now, if you choose to work with them, that's on you, but they can help you with everything. Okay. Entity formation, living will and trust. They do that as well. We're not going to get into that now. Business funding, taxes, they can do it all for you. It's kind of like a one-stop shop for your business. And I use them. So I'm not, I'm only giving you people that I use and that I know. Okay. That wraps up day three. Tomorrow, day number four, we're going to get into the nitty gritty here of being in your business. Okay. Your business is open. We're doing our side hustle. And how do we actually do the side hustle? The first three days are a little bit more like getting set up, like getting our mindset right, getting our money right, picking what side hustle we're doing. Now we're going to get into it. How do we do this? How do we actually pull this off? What are the moves that we're making on a daily basis? That's day four. Make sure that you're signed up for all of the content. Thanks for tuning in. Make it a great day.